Welcome back, Hooked on Sports Nation. My name is John Flynn. Thank you so very much for coming back here this week to talk about the National Football League. We have a lot of things to get into. We have a sizzling opening opening sequence and opening discussion about so some of the things that I observed from last week in the National Football League. I'm going to give you three teams in particular uh, th- that that I thought were were telling of of how how their franchises are doing. So 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 those those three teams will be part of the first part of the podcast, and then of course uh, the the redemption tour begins for. So for my weekly NFL picks against the spread, we have 15 games on tap f- for you this week. So we're, we're going to get into every single one of those and pick every single one of those games in the second half of today's podcast. So I do have a lot of things to get off my chest concerning three teams. And without any further ado, let's get right to it. Okay, so three teams I wanted to talk about this week before we get into the Week 11 NFL picks and predictions to get the to get the minds flowing. I want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to talk about the Jets. I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers in the first part of today's podcast episode. So I do want to begin with the first team I mentioned, the Chiefs, and boom. Just like that, the Kansas City Chiefs are back. And it feels good to say that if you are a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Patrick Mahomes show is back, and it is real and spectacular. Just like that, Patrick Mahomes puts a video game caliber numbers for a night under the bright lights of Las Vegas. He completed 35 of 50 passes, 406 passing yards, 5 touchdowns, 0 interceptions, Versus the Raiders on Sunday night. And watching that game. Feeling the ebb and flow of that contest. The Raiders never had a chance. The game put forth by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy Was brilliant and so well executed. And really started with their second possession. And after a three and out to start the game. Each of their drives after that ended with a touchdown or a field goal attempt. And the Chiefs did a phenomenal job getting the ball effectively and efficiently to different playmakers. And and I'll give you some of the numbers for for some of their players. Byron Pringle caught a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, 8 catches for 119 yards. Tyreek Hill had 83 receiving yards and 2 touchdowns. And how about Daryl Williams coming out of the backfield? He caught 9 passes for 101 yards and a touchdown. And Noah Gray... The backup tight end scored a touchdown for the Chiefs. The 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 offense was 9 of 15 on third down conversions. They gained a season high 516 yards of offense, and Mahomes was not sacked once, so the pass protection was awesome. And a balanced and eclectic passing attack like that is the type of offense that carried the Chiefs each of the last three seasons to at least Championship Sunday. And let's talk about how the Kansas City Chiefs got to this point. And and we we all the world saw in the Super Bowl how broken the offensive line was. And and it broke down at the worst possible time last year with the injuries to Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. And Tampa's ferocious pass rush overwhelmed um, it's a, the depth chart in the Super Bowl. So 
What do you do in the offseason to fix a problem? You fix it, and you and you sign some money and go after uh, go after great players. And sure enough, that's what they did. They gave up their first round pick to acquire Orlando Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. And how about Joe Thune, whom they signed to a five-year, $80 million contract in March when free agency opened up? And I told you at the, I told you back in March that that Joe Thune was going to be an instant impact player, and surely enough, he he has been, and he has the 476 pass block snaps that he's faced, which is the most of the NFL, and he has not given up a single sack. That that is impressive, and he is on his way to being named to the first team All Pro at the left guard position. And Brett Veach's fingerprints were all over that compelling performance on Sunday night, and you know often. I say in the pick segments, especially I said this in September and October, that I openly refuse to pick against Patrick Mahomes and when he's the starting quarterback. And there's only one occasion this year in the in the first ten games that, that I picked against the Chiefs to win, and that was the game against uh, game against the Titans in Week Seven because of Derrick Henry and, and how. Uh, how messed up the Chiefs' pass, uh, rush defense was. And look, now you've begun, begun to see things come together on the defensive side of the football in the past few weeks. And there was no universe that the Chiefs' poorest defensive ranks through the first six, seven weeks of the season would stand up like that through the end of the season because of Steve Spagnuolo, their outstanding defensive co- coordinator, uh, changing things up and figuring out the problems and and solving them and they've been really good since the second half of the Tennessee game and they're responsible in my mind for winning the Giants game where Mahomes looked out of touch for three and a half quarters winning that game against Jordan Love and the Packers and and a, a game where the Chiefs only scored 13 points and why the Raider game was no contest it obviously won't be easy and they're going to get a big test when they face Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. That they've given up 13 points per game in November, and and look, they they've they've been dominant since the second half of the Tennessee game, and 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 now the Chiefs are six and four. They moved back into first place in the division where the last place Denver Broncos are five and five. The only team in the AFC with more wins than Kansas City is the 8-2 Tennessee Titans. And they host Dallas on Sunday. Then then they're off the Thanksgiving weekend. And they, they still have Denver twice. They still have Pittsburgh. They have Cincinnati. They have a, a, one more division matchup each against the Raiders and the Chargers. And the, I think the Chiefs, if they beat Dallas, they should be feel really good. About about a seven and four record going into the bye week with the schedule that they had. They so they faced Baltimore, they faced Buffalo and Tennessee, and and I feel really good about their chances of finishing with thirteen wins if if they get past Dallas on Sunday. That is the goal in my mind. If you are the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the tiebreakers are not in Kansas City's favor this year, so they'll need a couple of breaks outside their control if they want to host multiple playoff games again in January. But the Chiefs' redemption tour is back, and, and it's simply 
the best show in all of sports. How about the Jets? And the, the, the Jets are another team I wanted to talk about today. And they are a team in dire straits. And I think that's putting the Jets' sorry situation lightly. The Jets are an absolute dumpster fire. The Jets have issues pretty much everywhere. And I think you when you get destroyed and pummeled, 45-17 to 17 by the Buffalo Bills. A lot of questions must be answered. But for now, I'm going to put Robert Sala on the sidelines for this discussion. Because I don't think he, he's the big issue here. And and I, I thought Robert Sala has handled things as well as he possibly could have. But the, the Jets' problem also wasn't that Zach Wilson hasn't been good yet this season. The Jets have a talent problem. And I can't believe I'm saying this given my rhetoric on Joe Douglas, but he deserves to take a big hit on the status of the roster. The approach has not worked out at all for the Jets, and the offseason has a lot to do with it where they are now, and if the Jets were dead set on taking a franchise quarterback, they should have they looked at a lot of different variables. First, invest in the offensive line for the now, and and what I argued the Jets should have done was, and I said in the real time, they needed to give a big-time deal to someone like Joe Thune, who, easiest first guess, he'd be a star, which he is in Kansas City. And I said at the time that the Jets would regret not signing uh, Joe Thune. And all the signings the Jets did make haven't panned out either. The Joe Douglas drafted Mekhi back then. I disagreed with the pick in real time. Um, but he's been unavailable because of a nagging in knee injury, and it has significantly hindered his uh, de uh, any potential development in year two. The Jets did a terrible job at not getting the wide receiver like Kenny Galladay or Curtis Samuel. The Jets wide receivers have not been great, and Corey Davis is not a number one wide receiver in my eyes. And that then comes the quarterback situation. The Jets did not get a veteran backup quarterback in the offseason for... The, the rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. And I thought they should have traded down for number two because the chances are a franchise quarterback would have been there anyways a few picks later given uh, given the uh, the climate of, of the draft in 2021. And uh, and they, they had other needs to address as well so, so they can get more picks to uh, to fill in, uh, fill in such holes. And look at the other quarterbacks that were taken this year. Justin Fields, although the Bears lost to Pittsburgh last week proved he is the hope for the Bears franchise and he coming off by far his best game of the year and remember a year before the draft he was considered the second best quarterback in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence but the Jets took their chances after uh, seeing Zach Wilson have a flash in the pan season at BYU and scouts had different evaluations and projections from him and he was a boom or bust type of draft prospect and 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 Zach Wilson's numbers haven't been great either. He has a 57% completion percentage. He 1168 yards passing, six and a half yards per passing attempt, four touchdowns and nine interceptions. And and look, I will admit this: my original outlook on the Jets' quarterback situation would be one of positive reviews, right? Because I I I've, I gave you a stat earlier in the uh, in the year that. So that teams that bring in uh, their head co their head coach and quarterback the same uh, starting quarterback the same year are more more likely to, uh, in the last forty five years to win a championship than uh, than than not win a championship. Um, it's, uh, 
and uh, and you bring in a new head coach. That's what they did at Robert Sala. They brought in a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, and, and then Zach Wilson together in the same year. And and I would like those chances that uh, about about the Jets. Now the Mike White train was not going to last as long as I predicted, and. And he got and he got benched for Joe Flacco, who who was announced on Wednesday as the starting quarterback for the Jets for their game on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. And I laughed out loud for those who actually hopped on the Mike White bandwagon in the first place because because I didn't think he was going to last that long in terms of relevancy. He did. He does have that shiny moment against the Bengals on Halloween, which which will go down in Jets folklore for a while. But in no way, shape, or form was he going to be the answer at the quarterback position. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Joe Flacco gives the Jets the best chance to win a football game on Sunday, given how bad the offensive line is, the lack of talent at the receiver position, and all that. But wait, there's more. And, and that now you bring in the defense, and the defense has just been the worst. In the Jets' last four weeks alone, they've given up 175 total points, the most any one team has given up in any four-game span since the 1966 Giants, which includes that 72-point debacle against Washington. They've given up 1,890 total yards, the worst in franchise history. And you look at the defense outside their front four, which... It, to my mind, is the strength of the whole roster. Is there anyone that scares you on that defense? C.J. Mosley hasn't been great. The secondary is so easy to game plan against. The, the, the secondary is not good enough to deceive other offenses into making mistakes. We knew the secondary was going to be bad, so but nothing like this kind of inept. Now, it's one thing to trade Jamal Adams, which in my mind was the easiest call of Joe Douglas's tenure as Jets general manager because of the draft compensation they get back from Seattle. But it's another thing to replace him. Marcus May is out for the season with an Achilles injury. And if Ashton Davis and Jared Wilson are the answers at safety, I'd love to know the question. The Jets need a wholesale surgery on that defense in order for the franchise to be anything resembling relevancy. So, so, so that, that's what I'm going to say about the Jets. And then finally, the Green Bay Packers, who delivered a statement win on Sunday as they beat, beat the Seahawks 17 to nothing in Aaron Rodgers' return to the Packers lineup and Russell Wilson's return to Seattle's lineup. But the way the Packers won that game on Sunday is such a significant ordeal. And I'll get for 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 a bunch of reasons because the defense just dominated that game from start to finish. They never allowed Russell Wilson to be present in the pocket or get into any sort of rhythm. And Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, asked for a lot of pressure, and and that pressure never relented. And and they they did an outstanding job getting ready for that game. And Joe Barry was clearly a massive upgrade over Mike Pettine at the defensive coordinator position. And and look, everybody in the NFL probably forgot about the Packers' defense in recent weeks because of the Aaron Rodgers' COVID situation and Jordan Love's poor performance in Kansas City on, uh, in, in Week 9. But the Packers had playmakers on all three levels of their defense, and it showed on Sunday with Kenny Clark and Preston Smith being game wreckers on that front line, Preston Smith. Uh, 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 being be more upfront, Devondre Campbell has stepped up big time 
at the linebacker position with Zadaria Smith unavailable due to injury. But how about their corner duo of Kevin King and rookie Eric Stokes? Uh, and, for, and especially for Kevin King, a year after be, being torched uh, in the NFC Championship game and Eric Stokes uh, be, be, being, a, being a rookie, they, they've done a fabulous job. And th- they were outstanding covering the vaunted receiver duo of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So the two receivers combined to have five catches for 49 yards and 16 targets, and and this, this duo also kept Tyreek Kill and DeAndre Hopkins in check in the Arizona and Kansas City games, and they're doing this without all-pro corner Jair Alexander, and look, Brian Gunekust uh, deserves a lot of knack for for how, how he's handling Aaron Rodgers, but out, outside of that, he's done an outstanding job building that defense, and it's one of the best in the NFL, and then how about the Matt LaFleur magic being uh, being uh, uh, being re-entered in the, to that offense. That game plan rightfully centered around their ground game because Aaron Rodgers didn't practice with the team because of the league's COVID protocols. So leave it to the duo of Aaron Jones, who left early because of a knee injury and, and he's out for the, for the next week or two, and A.J. Dillon to keep the offense on the field and chew up clock and wear down that Seattle defense, which which really paid dividends in the fourth quarter in a game that was 3-0 going into the fourth quarter. And the last two possessions of the game for the Packers offense were as follows. 11 plays, 62 yards, 5 minutes and 27 seconds off the clock, A.J. Dillon had a 3-yard touchdown run. And then... That after Russell Wilson threw an end zone interception to Adrian Amos, the Packers get the ball back at their 20-yard line because it was a touchback. 10 plays, 80 yards, 6, uh, six minutes and 11 seconds. A touchdown drive. To A.J. Dillon had a 2-yard rushing touchdown set up by a 50-yard run on a 2nd and 6, uh, the second play of that drive to, uh, to put Green Bay in field goal range. The way the Packers won that game was significant on so many different levels because not only can, can Aaron Rodgers beat you, one of the great all-time talents at the quarterback position, fantastic offensive line play without their star left tackle, but the defense can shut down an entire team, and that's exactly what the Green Bay Packers proved on Sunday in, in a 17-0 win against the Seahawks. And right now, the Packers are 8-2. They have the best record in the NFC. They control their own destiny for securing the one seed in the NFC if they if they win the rest of their games and go 15-2. and two. I had the Packers on my five-team shortlist of teams that can go to the Super Bowl and win it this year. But I'm starting to think that this Packers team can be something special. And the storylines from the offseason are beginning to add up to become something real. And amazing, and if you are a Packers fan, you have to be thrilled about how the team is playing. The holiday season is upon us, set to be full of incredible family and friend gatherings, but also it's a time to get vaccinated against the flu and against COVID-19. Booster shots against COVID are now widely available to offer extra protection ahead of the holidays to more readily enjoy the holidays as we knew them how to celebrate before the pandemic. Additionally, the FDA just gave COVID vaccines for children ages 5 through 11 a green light so they can be fully vaccinated.
by Christmas. For more information about who is eligible and what vaccine children should get and where they are available, please go to vaccines.gov. You can go to the CDC website or call 1-800-232-0233 or text your zip code to 438829. So you can go to the vaccines.gov website. You can go to the CDC website. Call 1-800-232-0233 or text your zip code to 438829. Let's get vaxxed and enjoy the holiday season, folks. Okay, now it's the time of the podcast that you've been waiting for. NFL picks against the spread for Week 11 in the National Football League. So, I wanted to touch base before we start with how I'm doing. So, I haven't been doing this the last few weeks, but I'm going to do it here. So... So last week, picking the winners and losers, I was 6, 7, and 1. Thanks, Mike Tomlin. I am now 82, 67, and 1 overall, uh, picking the winners and losers. Against the spread, as I mentioned earlier in the week, I went 6, I went, um, six and 8. So I, I am, uh, against the spread, I am now... Uh, 62, 87, and 1 through 10 weeks against the spread. So we, we got to turn things around. And we got to start the big march towards uh, towards getting back to 500 right now. So we, we there, there are some difficult lines, in my view, uh, to, uh, against the spread this week. And, and one of the three toughest games uh, for, for me to pick is... Right off the bat, it is the tonight's game between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. New England is picked by six and a half points. They were at seven earlier in the week. Now it's six and a half. And listen, I think the Patriots, and I didn't mention this in the in the monologue because I wanted to touch on the, on other topics. The Patriots have been playing at a ridiculously high level defensively the last few weeks. They they. Had that very nice win against the Chargers. They they completely blew out the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, and and that and, and now you they have a game against the Atlanta Falcons where I I think the Patriots uh, can be outstanding defensively. Matt Matt Judon has been playing at a really high level. He's in the discussion to uh, to be the defensive player of the year through uh, through ten weeks. And, and I, I I like the Patriots to uh, to win cover. I think the the better coach and and Mac Jones I think is is the better quarterback in this matchup. Mac Jones has been excellent. That um, that he was the last of the first round quarterbacks to be taken, and and he's playing like he should have been the first of the quarterbacks to be taken. I'll take the Patriots to win and cover thirty one to twenty over the Atlanta Falcons. We now go to the Sunday slate of games, and we have nine 1 o'clock games on tap here. We're going to start with the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by a touchdown, and I'm going to—I'm—I uh, have no problem taking the Bills to 
to win and cover here. I, I, I think the Bills have one of the best defenses in the NFL. I think the I think the um the, the juju that that's that we we developed for Buffalo on Sunday I think uh, they they they'll never get over losing to Jacksonville so and so I I think they're they're gonna uh, continue on they're gonna they're gonna be focused they're gonna they're gonna get their fans back after being on the road the last two weeks and I full and I absolutely expect the Bills to to take care of business and beat the Indianapolis Colts so my, my score is Bills thirty one Colts twenty one I'll take the Buffalo Bills to win and cover. We're gonna go to to an, uh, a clash of old friends. It is Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. They are at home, favored by three and a half, taking on the football team of Washington with Ron Rivera. So, so, so first of all, this is this is the Ron Rivera revenge game. This is the Cam Newton revenge game against his against his former coach. So, 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 so the. the so the signing of Cam Newton and Cam's subsequent dominant performance in Arizona on uh, on Sunday, I I think speaks volumes of, of of his motivations to return to Carolina and he and he and he and he said I'm back and and with authority and I'll take the Carolina Panthers and I think Christian McCaffrey is gonna gonna go wild in the in the passing game so I'll I'll take the Panthers to win by ten points over over Washington what a disaster uh, Washington's been although they did beat the Pat- uh, the Buccaneers last week and Tom Brady I thought I thought they did a really good job at that but nonetheless Panthers win and cover. How how about this game? That this is a, a tremendous game full of full of implications for for the AFC. How about the Baltimore Ravens? They are picked by four and a half points, taking on the Chicago Bears. Now, Baltimore was picked by seven uh, to start the week. Then then yesterday it they were five point favorite. Now they're down to four and a half and. I think a lot of this has to do with the availability of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson missed practice yesterday because of a a, a non-COVID-related illness. But the, the anticipation is that Lamar Jackson is going to play. So I'm going to pick the Ravens to win the game. But in terms of the points, I, I, listen, I, I thought Justin Fields was great on on. Monday night two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, I I I think Justin Fields it, it has been getting better and better slowly but surely as as the season has come along. So I'm gonna take the points with Chicago. I, I'll I'll take the Ravens to win by a field goal. Let's go to Detroit. No, Detroit and Cleveland now as the. Cleveland Browns, they are picked by 11.5 points, taking on the Detroit Lions, who tied Pittsburgh on Sunday. And uh, I'd I, I feel for... Um, I, of for Dan Campbell that that I, I feel like the, the way he speaks to the media and the way he approaches all the me- media situations I feel like he deserves to win a game somehow but I I think the Browns are, are they're, they're gonna come uh, they're gonna come out angry I think they're going to come out uh, uh come out focused after being uh, being destroyed in every facet 
against the Patriots last week. So I'll take the Browns to win. 11.5 is a huge number in my eyes, but in a later story, I'll take the Browns to uh, win and cover. Let's go to Jacksonville right now as the San Francisco 49ers are on the road. They are favored by six and a half for their game in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. And I, I think the 49ers are going to win and cover here. I, I like the 49ers, especially the way the way they played on Monday night. Where, where, where was that type of running game all year? Seriously. So I, 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 I love the... Um, the 49ers here with Kyle Shanahan, I think they're going to have matchups all around. The defense is starting to come around for the 49ers, and I think that's a that's a really big deal. So I, I, I have no problem uh, laying the 6.5 here and picking the San Francisco 49ers. 27-14 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, this, this is a tremendous matchup. In, in my eyes, and it's a divisional game, and I think it's kind of a big divisional game here when you look at how the NFC North is shaping up. It's the first place Green Bay Packers at 8-2, and two, taking on the Minnesota Vikings at 4-5. and five. The Packers are favored by 2.5, and, and look, I mentioned in my monologue how, how the defense has been outstanding the last three weeks, and 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 look, I I expect the uh, the 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 Vikings to be competitive here. I think their pass defense has been really good. So uh, what I do think the Packers are gonna do is I think they they're gonna their strength is is I think Minnesota's weakness and that's Minnesota's run defense. I I, I expect AJ Dillon to have a big game. I expect him to have to 80 to 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. I, I, I picked them up for, for my fantasy team this week, so I'm expecting big big things there. Uh, and and I think the defense, uh, with the secondary, the, the way they've been handling receivers like Lockett, Metcalf, and Tyreek Kill over the last th- 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 two weeks, I, I expect them to do the same with, with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, with uh, with with however their corner duo handles the coverage duties uh, by receiver, so I'm gonna pick the Packers to win by a touchdown. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game, but but in the end I'll take the Packers to win and cover. That th- th- this this game is really uh, is really intriguing because uh, because of uh, what I mentioned in the in the in the headlines. The Miami Dolphins, they're picked by three, taking on the Jets, and, and, and I, this is this is a divisional game, and, and Miami is coming off a surprise win over Baltimore in a primetime setting. So, but, and, and, and I believe that among Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson, that Joe Flacco gives the Jets the best chance to win on Sunday uh, in, in terms of the starting quarterback, but... The the way Miami's defense has been playing, I I I think it is is worth noting here uh, that being able to keep Joe Flacco in the pocket and 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 not have him move around, I I think that's going to be a, a huge advantage for Brian Flores' defense. I'll take the Dolphins to win nineteen to three over the Jets, so I'll take I'll take the Dolphins to win and cover. Toughest game of the week for me to pick. 
It's the Philadelphia Eagles. They are favored by two, taking on the New Orleans Saints. And everything in my eyes is going to be about the progress of Alvin Kamara coming off his injury. Alvin Kamara potentially playing what would be a significant deal here for the, the for the New Orleans Saints and I I would argue the Saints have a tremendous uh, coaching advantage when you look at Sean Payton and Nick Sirianni. I think the Eagles have uh, have better matchups when you when you look at the quarterback when you look at the um. And so when when you look at the quarterback and Jalen Hurts, when you look at uh look look at the defensive line, and, and th- this game this game could have gone either way, but I think I think the Saints have uh, 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 gained some momentum into the fourth quarter, and, and I think that that can that can easily carry over here. So I I I, I this is essentially a pick'em. I'm going to pick the Saints because I think they have the better coaching advantage uh, and I think they have the better defense and, and I think they have the better defense of uh, a better front seven. So I'll I'll take the Saints in an upset 27 to 21 over the Philadelphia Eagles. But and also if the Eagles do win the, this game that they they'll be uh 5 and 6 and they have they still have two games left against Washington. They still have two games left against the Giants. They still have, they have a week a week eighteen game at home against Dallas. So so the Philadelphia Eagles after after surviving a boatload early in the schedule, they could be really in the conversation to make the playoffs. Something worth noting here for for how for for the Philadelphia Eagles going forward. So. If the Eagles win, I think that you need to really put them in the driver's seat to be the seventh seed in the NFC with with this with the schedule coming up. They they, they of course have to play the games uh, to get there, but I'd be feeling really good about the Philadelphia Eagles if they beat the Saints on Sunday. But spoiler alert, I don't have them. I, 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 like so, let's, let let's go to. Uh, Tennessee now, as the Houston Texans coming off their bye week, they are on the road taking on the Tennessee Titans, and Tennessee is picked by 10. It's a divisional game, I I think having, uh, starting, um, Tyrod Taylor for this game, if you're you're the Texans, I I think is significant, I think Tyrod Taylor gives you the best chance to win. So, but I I I think um the Houston's gonna keep it close because they're coming off a bye, they're coming off extra rest. So I'm going to take so the the Titans to win the game. I'm gonna grab the points with the Houston Texans. Thirty-one to twenty-four is my is my score here. I think I think it's gonna be a grinded out game. I think. Uh, I think Houston is going to take their chances, especially early on, to to make some noise early. But I think uh, in the end, I think it's going to be the Titans coming out on top here, thirty-one to twenty-four over the yeah over the um, Houston Texans. Okay, now it's time to move on to the four o'clock games, and we we have an interesting one in uh, in Vegas. We've got Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, uh, coming off two straight losses to the Giants and the Chiefs. 
So they're home taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are favored by one point. And look, there there are a lot of people taking the Raiders, and I understand because they're they are a desperate team, and and, and they desperately need a win. But look, I I don't trust the Raiders' defense at all. The Raiders' defense has not been good this uh, this 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 season, particularly. And, and you look, and you look at how how the Chiefs played, and I know it was Patrick Mahomes, but listen, Joe Burrow is another tremendous talent at the quarterback position, and I expect the Bengals to 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 come out aggressive. I expect them to come out hot with with Jamar Chase, with uh, with T Higgins, and 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 of course their vaunted, vaunted Russian attack with um. With with Joe Mixon, so I I, I think the Bengals are, are going to move the ball up and down the field at will here. I'll take the Bengals to win and cover. They'll win thirty three to twenty four over the Las Vegas Raiders. How about this game on Fox? And th- th- this this was one of the games I circled before the season because of the quarterback matchup and because of the team matchup. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Favored by two and a half, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And look, I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And, and now I'm starting to think uh, you're going to, to see things come together for Kansas City in the coming weeks here. I I love the the, the Chiefs to win and cover uh, because I know the Dallas uh, uh, they corrected themselves with that with that. Uh, pouncing of the Falcons, but the, the Chiefs are a completely different animal now, and, and, and when Patrick Mahomes is playing at, at a high level, when when he's getting the ball to Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, there are very few teams that can stop him. I think the Cowboys are, are going to do everything they can in their power to slow them down, and I think Dan Quinn is, is going to have them ready for, uh, ready for that, and I know Mike McCarthy said to the press yesterday that they'll be preaching scramble drills on defense because because that's what makes Patrick Mahomes so scary to, to play in. So I, I think it's going to be a tremendous football game and it's going to be must, must-watch TV. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win and cover 38-34 to over the Dallas Cowboys. But this is going to be a tremendous game between two of the, two of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. It's going to be... A lot of fun, and I don't want any. I don't want the Chiefs or Cowboys to disappoint us this week. I think it's going to be an incredible, incredible game. So I'm looking forward to the, this the suddenly resurgent Kansas City Chiefs. But I do think the defense is going to make a make a stop late uh, to to secure the victory here for the Chiefs. So uh, that, that that's something to be to, to be considered. Let's go over to the game uh, between the Seahawks and the Cardinals. The, the, this this is a was was a tough one for me to pick, but it, it's the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Arizona is favored by two and a half. The game is in Seattle. I'm gonna take the Cardinals to win the game by field goal, I, and and I and I say this because because Kyler Murray, I it, he, he was limited in practice on Wednesday. As that it, every, the signs are there to suggest that he will be, in fact, playing on Sunday. I think that they're going to do everything in their power to, to, to give him the chance because after seeing how how um how they played against Carolina, I think it's important for 
uh, for the MVP candidate to get back into rhythm here. I'll take the Cardinals to win and cover 27-24 over the Seattle Seahawks. And and, and I, I, think this, this, uh, I think the Cardinals are going to make big, big stops on defense late to secure the victory. Let's go to the Sunday night football game on NBC. And... It's the LA Chargers taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in, uh, in uh, at a SoFi Stadium. This is the third time NBC has been at SoFi Stadium for the Sunday night game. Twice with the Rams and now the first time with Justin Herbert and the Chargers being featured on, on the program. The Chargers are favored by six, uh, six points. I feel like six is a big number. I'm going to take the Steelers with the points. I'll take the Chargers to win the game. I I think it's gonna it's gonna be an intense game. I think it's, uh, I think both defenses are going to are going to come out swinging. I think I think um, it, it's it's going to be a chess match between Brandon Staley and Mike Tomlin. I'm gonna pick the Chargers to win because I think they have the big advantage of quarterback and and Ben Roethlisberger not being available last week was a really big deal because uh, because uh, Mason Rudolph wasn't was a downgrade over Ben Roethlisberger. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, comes uh, comes Sunday here, but I, I I think the Chargers are the better team, and and, and I think that they're they're due for a bounce back here. I'll take the Chargers to win the game. And finally, it is the Monday Night Football game. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're at home, favored by eleven points, taking on the Giants, coming off the bye week. Listen, Sa- Saquon Barkley is, is supposed to be back, and I think that's a big deal for the Giants because when Saquon was healthy the first month of the season, I, Daniel Jones played at a really good, uh, really good level, and I think having Saquon Barkley in the backfield, I, I think it's a tremendous, tremendous deal uh, here for, for for this offense. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna grab the 11 points, and I'll take the Giants to, to cover here. But I, I, th- I think at the end it's going to be it's Tom Brady in prime time, and I, I, and I think Tom Brady against the Giants. We've, we've seen this tale before. It's, it's going to be a close game, but I think, yeah, as in the last three um, occasions here when Tom Brady's faced the Giants, I think that the Tom Brady led team will come out on top here. 31-24 is 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 the final score I'm going to have for th- this game. So we're going to have to we have to see what happens in in that game, but I I think Mike Evans is going to catch the winning touchdown with with 5 minutes left to uh, to secure the victory for the Buccaneers. So that's going to do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn saying so long, and I'll be back here on the podcast on ne- next week to talk uh, talk a lot about the world of sports. And then, and then, don't forget next Wednesday will be the Thanksgiving weekend special. We have th- we have a, a lot of action on tap for Thanksgiving weekend. So, so, so until then, this is John Flynn. Remember, you can follow this podcast on Facebook uh, at Hooked uh, Hooked on Sports, Twitter at Hooked underscore on Sports, and and same handle for Instagram. You can follow me too on Twitter at John Flynn ninety seven and on Instagram at jflizzy. So, so so uh, good good luck with your picks this weekend. Good luck with your fantasy teams. I, I I'm in a I'm in a win out mode in 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 my money league. So. Good, good luck to everyone on that front, and I'll be back here on the podcast on Monday. So long, everybody.